I'd like to say once again tonight, it's good to be here. Thankful to see each and every one of you. Thankful to see the Rollins House men and women back with us again. Uh, the members of the church, I'm thankful you're here in all of this. Uh, it's a blessing. I'd ask you to pray for me tonight. I need the Lord's help. I pray that everybody here would follow the Lord tonight. I pray you'd be mindful of His Spirit. If you're here and you're lost and you're separated from God and God gets to knocking on your heart, you're not going to bother me one bit. I promise you. If I need to keep preaching, I'll keep preaching. If I need to quit preaching and let's have prayer, we'll do that. But if God begins to deal with you at any moment, in any time, that's the very moment that you need to begin to seek the Lord. Amen. Because when He begins to, to deal with you, He's working on you. Call upon Him while He is near. And while He's near is when He begins to work upon you. Because when you begin to wait, you don't go right then, then somebody else comes. And what they try to do, and that's Satan, he's going to try to tell you just to wait. He's going to tell you to wait till tomorrow, and when tomorrow comes, if it does come, He's going to tell you to wait, He's going to tell you to wait. He ain't never going to want you to seek the Lord. So if you're here tonight and you feel God dealing with your heart and you feel like you need to come to this altar and pray, you come and seek the Lord. Right now, don't wait. Listen to God's altar come. I'd ask the church to pray for us tonight. Uh... I want you to know when you leave here tonight that each and every one of us, I don't know the hearts of no one in here. I've got confidence, and there's people I know without a doubt that they're saved of God's grace, but I don't know what's going on in your heart. I don't, want, I don't know the need of what you need. I don't know there may be something that you've been struggling with a long time. You've been trying to pray. You're trying to ask the Lord. And you may be struggling with something that you just really want to get fixed up with the Lord. Or you may be here tonight and you may have been seeking the Lord for a long time and it seems like maybe the Lord don't deal with you anymore but you still feel like you don't know exactly where you stand with God. I want you to know He can let you know that tonight. And you may be here tonight and you may be lost and separated from God and I promise you, you don't need to leave out those doors tonight without being saved with God's grace. And what I'm going to read to you tonight, I'm telling you what I'm going to preach to you tonight with God's help. It'll fix everybody in here their problems tonight. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We can get things fixed up with the Lord tonight. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. In the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. And I'm sure most of you Bible readers know that that's the faith chapter. That's the faith chapter. That's where you find the definition of faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That word substance, that means confidence. That means I've got confidence tonight in the Lord. I ain't never laid my eyes on Him, but I've got confidence in Him tonight that He can come in this place, that He can save every lost person. He can fix your needs tonight. That's what faith is. 
I'm going to read a verse of Scripture. In the sixth verse, if you read, you'll find, and that's the very first verse, what I just said to you. And it talks about the world's being framed. And then it mentions a man, and his name was Abel, which was one of the first two boys that he made a sacrifice unto God, and it pleased the Lord. God took that sacrifice, and He took it, and blessed him with that. And then it talks about a man that was the, uh, the seventh or eighth of Adam. His name was Enoch. The Bible don't speak a whole lot about him, but it says that his testimony, his testimony, it pleased God. That's your first five verses. And then this verse is here. I want to read it to you. Six, it starts out with the word but. If I tell you tonight that I know without a shadow of doubt that you can be saved, but that means there's something that has to happen for you to be saved. Notice what it says. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So what that tells me is that every one of us in here, saved or lost, without faith, you're not going to please Him. If I come to the Lord and I've got a problem with, and, and I'm trying to work it out with God and it seems like that I just can't get nowhere, but yet when I bring it to Him and I don't have faith uh, that He can fix it, that I've already messed up. I can't please Him like that. You see... But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Without faith, you cannot be saved. By grace are you saved through faith. Faith. The Bible says Abraham took Isaac. They probably ain't none of us in here that would take our own son and take him up on a mountain and be willing to take a knife and, and take his life. But I'm telling you as well as I'm standing here that when Abraham went up there, in his heart he was fixed to take his life, son. But the Bible says in the book of Romans that he believed in God and it was telling to him for righteousness. It took faith in God is what saved him, not him taking his son up there. So without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Now we've got that, right? We know that we can't please God without faith. There's many a times that I've went to the Lord and I've begun to talk to Him. And I don't let that faith that's on the inside of me serve you know that faith is what moves God. Did y'all know that? If you don't have faith in God, you're not going to move God. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For He, what does it say? For He that cometh to God. So what that means is, is tonight, and God's a knocking on your heart and you feel He's wanting you to 
What did He say? Jesus said all through the Scriptures, He said, Come unto Me and I will give you rest. Not only that, but do you know that? If you're here tonight, like I said, I don't know what you're going through tonight. But I want you to know God can fix it tonight if you come to Him tonight. He cometh to God. This is what God wants me to preach on. He that comes to God must believe that He is. There's your key. Not only that, that He is, but that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So if you want to get saved tonight, and I believe God can save you as well as I'm standing on my two feet, you come and you seek the Lord, you believe that He is, and that He is a warner of them that does you and seek Him, and you walk out them doors tonight, saved by God's grace. No question about it. But you have to believe that He is. That He is a rewarder. Them that doubt me. Seek him. You remember? I don't know if it was last night or the night before, before but I made a statement. Anybody in here, if you want to be, if, if you're going to get saved, you're going to have to want to get saved. Amen. I want you to look at what the word diligently means. Diligent means to search, it means to investigate. It means to crave, and it means to demand. Look that up, it's there. Now I want you, the brother mentioned last night, how about Jacob? He mentioned him over there when he wrestled with the Lord. I want you to know that when he began to wrestle with the Lord that night, he held on to him, and the Lord told him, he said, you let me go. He said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Let me tell you, his heart was called out to the Lord, and he demanded some answers to him. That's what that word means. If you come before the Lord tonight, and you crave him more than anything in this world, he'll fix your problems, he'll save your soul. Amen. He will. He that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I want you to keep that in mind that He is. That He is. Not only that, but that He is God and that He is a rewarder of them that seek God. There was a man one time, if you have your Bibles and you want to look at this, it's found in the book of Mark. We'll turn over there and we'll look at these Scriptures. And y'all pray for us. Book of Mark, the ninth chapter. There was a man that came to Jesus one time. He done went to his disciples. They couldn't do nothing. I want you to know tonight, we need to, we need to make sure that the atmosphere in this church is exactly what the sinners need. Amen. We need to make sure that the Spirit of God, I'm talking about some real stuff that comes from God. You won't have to worry about knowing about that because you won't be able to contain it. 
When the Spirit comes, you're going to fill it right here, and you'll be, you won't be able to contain it. But they took this, this man that done come to the disciples, and they couldn't do it. Now, I'm going to read this to you. I want to tell you just a little about, about his son. I want, I, want, I want you to look at and see. You keep this in mind. Believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This young man, in the seventh verse of the ninth chapter of the book of Mark, you'll find that it says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Bastard, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. What that means is he couldn't talk. Okay, he couldn't hear. He couldn't talk. Notice what it says. <clears throat> and wheresoever he taketh him, he tireth him, and he foameth and gnasheth at his teeth and pineth away. And that means to wither. This young man was in a bad shape. He he couldn't talk, he couldn't hear. And, 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 and everywhere that he went, he tried to gnash, and, and just all kinds of things was wrong with him. It says, he answered him and say, he says this, he told them that he took them to his disciples and they couldn't do nothing. He let them know, oh, faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Then he says this. I want you to notice this. And oft times he hath cast him into the fire and into the waters in the 22nd verse to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Listen, this man, he was really wanting something from the Lord. He said, Lord, if you can just help me. Have compassion on me. I want you to notice this. You know when Peter, uh, they were out there on the boat and the Lord walked up, up to him on the sea and, and Peter was standing on that boat and, and he wanted to come to the Lord and he said, Lord, can I come to you? And the Lord said, come. You know what? He came. And then the wind got to blowing. The sea got to rise. Peter took his eyes off the Lord. And he began to sing. And you know what the words, the Scripture says that Peter called out to the Lord? You know what the words was he said? He said, Lord, help me. That's what this man is asking for. Lord, help me. Have you ever been in that shape before where you was in a bad shape and you just need the Lord to help you each time in my life. I'm just like Peter. I'm trying to travel out there too far. But sometimes I'm just like and get in a bad shape. And then what I find I do, I find myself getting my knees and just say, Lord, help me. When I say it from the very depths of my heart, every single time God has come and helped me and He will you. He will. Lord, help me. Now don't forget what we're preaching about. Believe that He is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now look what the Lord said to this man. Jesus said unto him, notice this. He's, what do we say? 
But he that comes must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What is? Believe that he is. Notice what he says. He says, He says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So what that tells me is, that's the Lord that's in red words. He's saying it don't make no difference how bad this child was. It don't make no difference what kind of shape he was in. He says if you will believe, all things are possible. I believe that tonight. I believe God can do anything that he wants to do because he is God. He's God. In him we live. We breathe and we have our being. The very existence of every one of us in tonight is because of Him. Amen. So what did He do? Look what He died. It says, In straightway the Father, the child cried out. I'm going to tell you what. It wouldn't hurt every one of us in here to cry out to the Lord. Amen. Listen, we don't need to be ashamed of Him. Let me tell you right now, and I ain't just talking about lost people either. Listen, he said, if you'll be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. We don't never need to be ashamed of the Lord. Right. If you've been saved by God's grace, the very moment before you got saved, I tell you right now, there wasn't nobody around but you and the Lord. You was in a lonely state. You were hurting on the inside. And if it wasn't for him, you never got saved. You should never be ashamed of Him. Amen. You think about some of the places since you've been saved with God's grace that you took the Lord. Think about that just a minute. Don't think you can't touch Him with you. He lives in Him. I can promise you He's been ashamed of that. I can grant you that. You can write that down. We need not to ever be ashamed of Him. What did He say? Y'all pray for us. He said, Lord. He cried out and said with tears. So he was wanting, he was wanting something, wasn't he? He was wanting to see His Son. Didn't make no difference what He had to do. But He cried out with tears. You know what He said? He said, I believe. He didn't stop right he said, help thou my unbelief. He believed, but he said, Lord, help thou my unbelief. You see, it took faith for him to go to Jesus. It took faith for him to go and talk to him and say, I've got a son in this shape. And he did have a measure of faith in him. He did believe, but he knew that he had to believe in everything that's in him. And he knew that when he did, that God could fix it. That's what it's about. He said, I believe, help thou my unbelief. You know, I'll never forget one time, the Lord, he gave me a thought about uh, 
That's two, there's two blind men. And I'm not going to read all of it, but in the ninth chapter of Matthew, I challenge you Bible readers, you read that ninth chapter of, of Matthew, you can start about the 18th verse if you want to and finish it up through there. Some miraculous things that took place. You ever seen that at the church of the living God? You ever seen somebody get saved and come off that altar and it just had a great effect? You ever seen people get happy and begin to shout and it start working on this person over here? Then it starts working this on this back person over here. Then it starts working on this person over here. And all it was, boy, I'm going to tell you the Lord's Spirit and just feels Fill it up, don't it? Well, the Lord got here. There was a man that came to Jesus. And I want you to think about this a minute. Came to Jesus. And his daughter was dead. Think about that. His daughter was dead. But I want you to notice how this man approached the Lord. If you have your Bibles and you want to read along, I'm going to read just to kind of go through this. It says, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler. I want you to notice that. Not just a man, but I'm talking about a ruler. One of the four. Notice what he says. He says, And worshipped him. We preached on that the other night, didn't we? So he came to him. Here is his baby. His daughter's laying over here in the bed. And she's dead. And he comes up to him and begins to speak to him. And he worships. Notice what he said. He said, my daughter is even now dead. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine approaching the Lord and your lady, your lady lay over here and she's dead? Y'all believe God can still do that today? Let me tell you right now, I'll tell you what, the Lord can do anything. If a child dies, you think he can't bring him back to life? If we believe like we ought to, we see more people being raised. You might say, you're crazy, preacher. I ain't crazy. I can tell you right now, I quoted you a scripture last night and I'll quote it to you again. He's the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. That sums it all up right there, don't it? Christ can do what He done then, He can do it today. The reason that don't happen is because we don't have faith like we need to have. I believe that. Notice this. He says, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. Do y'all see any kind of doubt about that anywhere? I'm going to read it to you again. It says, My daughter is even, is, is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. What, what was that scripture? But he that comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me 
tell you something. This man had come to the Lord and he was looking for a reward. He wanted that little girl, that baby girl, to come back to life. And before he ever went there, he done told him, he said, you just don't touch her. She'll lay on That's pretty amazing. Well, here they went. Well, guess what happened after they left? You just imagine this. I'm going to tell you. I'd probably be in a pretty big hurry, wouldn't y'all? Here I am with the Lord. And my daughter's laying over here in the bed. I'd probably be in a pretty big hurry. I'd say, Lord, we need to get with it. Let's go. But you know what happened right after that? He turned and his disciples, they began to go to this house where this baby, this girl was. You know what took place. There was a woman. The Bible says it had an issue of blood. And one of the gospels it talks about that she spent all the money she had. But she grew the worse. And any of y'all like that tonight, if you ever brought something to the Lord and you just keep hanging on to it, keep hanging on to it, keep hanging on to it, it gets worse, worse, worse. It won't never get no better till you let Him fix it. This woman, she spent all she had. Had an issue of blood. But she'd heard about Jesus. And I know without a doubt, you're here tonight, you've heard about the Lord throughout this week. I know if you've been coming here, you've heard about His goodness. I know not only that, you've seen it. You know, there's a verse of Scripture in Hebrews 12. You know, when Paul finishes up the 11th chapter, goes right into the 12th chapter, he says, all these things I've told you, those people in Hebrews, he said, you know what all these things have happened? Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Samson, all of all these things I've told you about. He said, we are compassed with so great a cloud of witness. Listen, I've seen great things. Now, since the Lord has saved me, since I've been able to be a member of His church, have you not seen that? And not only that, but you. I've seen you working and laboring for the Lord. I've seen you be a witness to me. Not only that, but you've been a witness to the Lord. Amen. See, we got that too. Isn't that amazing? Look what he says. This woman with issue of blood, she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. You know why? Because she believes he is. That's why. And you know what? She went and touched him with his arm. And that moment, she was made holy. It dried up. Is that not amazing to think about tonight? Boy, here this man, he's seeing this. Hey, you know, I guarantee you when you started, when you heard that woman, she come up and touched him. This man's going with him. I tell you what, she, he told her that she was healed to go and leave sin no more. Uh, you, I want you to just think about that a minute. And then you know what he done? He went to this man's house and that, that little girl was laying in there in the bed. And there was a big crowd there and those people cried. She'd been dead a little while. Y'all know that. You have to be dead four days. 
Jewish for them to say you did. Don't know that? Yeah. Remember Martha Mary was there? Said, Lord, you've been dead four days. Did you think? Y'all remember that? Thank you. Thank you. She's been dead a while. He come there and you know what? He looked at he looked at the, the people that was there and he said, We ain't The Bible says they laughed at the storm. The boy, he went in there, and you know what he done? He took her and he told her to rise. She said, What about that baby? She wants to lie. All because her daddy came to the man, the one that is, the great I am. Yes, he is the great I am. And he believed. If he could just lay his hand on it, that she would be alive. You know what? Sure enough, she was, wasn't she? Every one of us in here tonight has been saved God's grace. When you got to that place that you truly put your trust in and you truly believed in what happened to you, you got saved. And what everybody told you that she's a little boy. You found it as truth, didn't you? I told y'all this before. I'd, I'd want to know what was making them cry. I'd want to know what, why was them boys and girls going to the altar. I'd ask mom, she said, son, you'll know. And when I got saved, the same thing. You'll know, son. And sure enough, both cases I did. Because I believed in him. I believed that he was. That he is. And he forever will be. When that happens, that's when that change comes, you see. Ain't that amazing tonight? I think about Brian Martabeus. Y'all ever think about him? There, you know, this would have been somewhere more likely close to the same time with Zacchaeus. Because it says in the scriptures that he entered in Jericho and then he went out. He wasn't there long. Remember Zacchaeus in the 19th chapter of the book of Luke, he was up in the tree because he heard about Jesus. Well, blind Bartimaeus, he was on the side of the road and he heard he was to pass by. When he got close, the Bible says he began to call upon the name of the Lord, begin to holler out to him, Oh, thou son of David, help me, oh Lord, oh thou son of David. You might say, well, preacher, you need to quiet down just a little bit. That's what they told him. They said, you quiet down this little bit. You know what the Bible says? He got louder. He got louder. And when he got louder, he got the Lord's attention. And you know what the Bible says? That when the Lord heard him, the Bible says he stood still. He stopped. And he stood still. Why? Because he believed that he is. And that is a reward for them. You know that man couldn't see nothing. But when he left that day, he had his sight. Because he believed in the Lord. I believe tonight, if you're here and you're lost, I believe if you'll come and you'll believe in the Lord Jesus, that you can be saved here tonight. I believe that. 
I believe tonight if you're here and your heart's hurting, listen, those that's been saved by God's grace, listen, the Bible says He is just and faithful to forgive us for all things. We've made mistakes along the way. Those that's been saved by God's grace, you say, you made a mistake, John said, you're a liar. Let's just tell you like it is. That's the word. He says, you're a liar and the truth's not in you. what it says. You read 1 John. 1 chapter. We've all sinned and come short from the Lord God. But God, He's merciful to us. And it's also a song that after every verse it says His mercy endures Oh, Ain't that amazing tonight to think about? But I believe that if you'll come tonight and you'll come wanting to get some and you'll believe that He is and that He is the reward of them that else have I believe you'll find peace here tonight. If you're lost in safety. If you're confused tonight, I just ask you, just ask you. Ask There's a verse of scripture in the Bible that says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. If you don't know where you stand, you come before the Lord in fear and trembling. If you ask Him and say, Lord, if anybody can tell me where I stand, you can. You believe that? I guarantee you, the very moment, you're going to know where you stand with God. When Paul and Silas was there in that jail, the Bible says that about about midnight, there's a great earthquake. Okay, they were singing praises unto the Lord and praying to God. I want you to get this right here. Now the jailer had been asleep. Y'all know that? You ready? You'll find that he was asleep. Now I'm quite sure that when this earthquake come, and all these things that was happening, he could hear the singing and the praise of God. I'm going to tell you, there's something happened that night. Listen, the Bible says that this jailer here, he was about to take his own life, and Paul hollered out and said, No, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Can you imagine that? Going down there to take a picture and open the doors up and everybody just stays in place. You tell me. He is. And he is a rewarder of them that does receive him. The Bible says that he's praying for a life. Come in and the Bible states this. Come in before the trim. The same man that took his hand because he had stripes on him. You know how I know that? Before he got baptized, Paul and Silas, they went that, that man went down there and wore their stripes. You know what his attitude was? You know the very first words that come out of his mouth? He said, Sirs. Sirs. What must I do to be saved? That was the question. You know what Paul's answer was to him? Believe on the Lord Jesus and thou, and thou hast shall be saved. 
You believe that tonight while we stand together and sing? I pray tonight if God is dealing with your heart tonight, please come and seek the Lord. If you've got problems and you need to get worked out with the Lord, come and talk to Him and pray. He can fix it up tonight. Believe that He is. And He is a reward of them that definitely seek you while we stand together and sing. Number 10.